Hey everyone, welcome back to Speak, Listen, Heal. I'm your host, Madison, and this is episode eight. In this episode, we will hear from Mr. Richard Green. Mr. Green is a former 180 client who has successfully been housed and is probably one of the coolest dudes you will ever meet. In his story, he tells us about his time on the road as an audio engineer for a bunch of rock bands and working at radio stations all over the country. I'm so glad I had the chance to meet him and hear his story. Thanks to all of you for being here, and thanks for listening. Enjoy! I'm Richard Green from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, it all started in Fairbanks, Alaska, 1958, where I was born. Dad was in the military. Um, from there, we moved to, um, to Illinois. It was a short stint in Illinois. Then we moved to Orlando, Florida, which we stayed there about 10 years. Um, moved from there when they closed McCoy Air Force Base. And my father got the job, same job he had here at Charleston. Um, spent my time in Somerville High School graduated, then kind of got sidetracked and got into audio work. Um, did concert audio for 25 years with some of the bigger companies, uh, Claire Brothers, Tepila PA, just to name a few. One of my first tours was Three Dog Night in 77. Um, first concert I ever saw, first show I ever worked. Uh, from there, went through quite a bit of growth into the business. Uh, started taking on quite a bit of tours in the U.S., Never took anything out of country. I never worked out of country. You know, really the biggest thing was the time that I spent with Godsmack. Um, very hard edge band. First thing I heard of theirs was acoustic. So I was kind of sideswiped when I first heard their hard edge stuff. Um... Great bunch of guys, a lot of fun to work with, a lot of energy. You know, what they gave off of that stage was unreal. 
So it was it was one of the funnest tours I think I've been on. They always look at engineers as can this guy do what we need to do? And I knew I could. That was the kind of music I enjoyed. And when they came off stage that night, it was just so funny. This is Holy Erna, little Italian guy. And he's just full of life. Come running up, telling her, you're our guy. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. It was a good time. I enjoyed working with them. Enjoyed working with everyone. You know, I sat around this weekend trying to put things together. All I could do was listen to one of my playlists and I would hear, oh, work for them. Oh, work for them. You know, but some of these shows, you blow in, you're there two or three days. They move on to the next show. So, you know, it isn't often that you tour with the band as their engineer. And that's one thing I enjoyed doing. You know, did a lot of stuff here in Charleston with local bands. Um, Straight Laced was one of the hottest local bands in town. Played pack houses every night. You know, and that was a fun little change. 150, 200 people. You know, it wasn't the big shows. It was a lot of fun. Um, that was about the extent of my exciting audio life until I got into radio. Uh, worked in radio in Charleston, Houston, Nashville, uh, Orlando, just to name a few. Had a good time doing that, but there wasn't a lot of money in it. <laughs> How did you get started doing radio? I was doing dances. You know, I had a mobile DJ service. Uh, went to Q107 and made a deal with them for advertising. I would do their Christmas party. First break I did, they hired me and put me on the air. So, and that started my radio career. <laughs> what was your best job? Um... I would have to say W-O-R-J in Orlando. It was a very small station, very laid back, um, over in the Kissimmee area of Orlando. And that was probably the funnest radio job I had. So what are some of the memories you have from growing up or the time spent with your family? Uh, the tornado, that was in Illinois. Um, the scariest thing I think I've ever been through. Uh, the base was leveled. There was not much left. Um, we were in the storm cellar. Our house 
wasn't injured. You know, it wasn't hurt. Uh, a couple of broken windows, but there were areas of that base that were flattened. You know, when I was five, six years old, it was it was just devastating to see how fast your whole world can get turned upside down. You know, moving to Somerville was so funny. It was in Orlando. It was hopping. Moved to Somerville, South Carolina. They rolled the sidewalks up at five, you know. It was an interesting change, but I think it was a good one. I would have been in trouble had I stayed in Orlando with the people I was hanging with. So I think it was a good idea, you know, to get here. Charleston, Somerville's been good to me. Yeah. It's been a good area. You know, I didn't like school. I don't know anybody who does. Um, the best memories were getting off and going out and doing what you could. Um, my father died when I was, day before my 17th birthday. And that kind of put a crimp, you know, in things. Mom stepped up, got a job at Polaris Missile Base. Worked there until they closed the base. Um, in 2011, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. I uh, put my life on hold, went and took care of her till she passed. Uh, she had, I don't know, 10, 12 good years before the cancer got her. So... It was a good time, and I loved the time I spent with her, you know. You never can replace that. So what happened that led you to 180 Place? Was driving for Charleston Green Cab. Was having a blast. That was the funnest job. Didn't make a lot of money, but... Got off one night and been on 21 days straight. I had three days off. Girlfriend was going to come see me. I got off that night and thought, man, I'm doing all right for an old man. Getting around, doing okay. Woke up the next morning. Didn't feel right, you know, and Chris heard it. She knew what she was dealing with because she's a nurse. She immediately came over and got me and took me to the hospital. I remember walking in the room, and that's the last thing I remember, until I woke up a week and a half later, and I thought it was the next day. You know, I didn't know what had happened. Um arms wouldn't work. I would stand here and look at my hand and it would just do whatever it wanted. Still does if I don't keep my eyes on them. Um, but they told me I'm lucky to be alive. 
that the three strokes were massive. So God's got a plan for me. I don't know what it is, but I'm here. It was kind of a one-two punch. Um, I had found a place, like I say, live over in James Island. It was nice. I was happy with it. And the strokes, I was in the hospital over a month. When I got out, the guy that I was renting from had sold the house. Uh... Some friends of mine put me up for a couple of months while they were helping themselves to move. I was living right outside of Columbia, trying to get all my disability taken care of. Teresa and her husband got jobs in North Carolina, so I had to move. You know, she said, we're going to sell the house. I thought, ah, first person walked in and bought it. <laughs> so it was, oh boy, here we go again. Um, came back, was in a hotel for about five weeks. And then Owen and them got me in here. And I was in no shape you know, to try to take care of myself at the time. So that's what got me here. And 180 put up with me for four months. <laughs> but it was, it was a good experience. It really was. The people here truly care. And they do want you to get better. You know, it's a lot of sport. And I needed it at that time. And it was a great experience. You know, I don't like all the rules and stuff, but who does? You know, you've got to live by it and do what you've got to do. Uh, this place has done so much for me. And I really appreciate it. Now I'm living downtown, living life. <laughs> What's life like for you nowadays? Uh, very calm, easy going. Living the life of a, a retired individual. It's boring sometimes, but it's all right. You know, watching TV, listening to music. And what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, I'm a hard rocker. I like the hard edge stuff. Do you have any final thoughts to share about your experience at 180? You know, I never thought, and I'm sure most of the homeless people are like that. You never thought that's where you were going to wind up. Boy, it happens quick. You know, things start going sideways. You better grab on. <laughs> you know... God throws a lot of things at you. And I really believe it's to see how you handle it, what you do with it. Do your best. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. You know, your heart will tell you that.